Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story presents a fine example of how you get fired, fully fired, and without warning, fired. The Dallas-based ad agency known as the Richards Group has long built iconic ad campaigns for companies like Cracker Barrel, Keurig, The Home Depot, and Motel 6. In fact, their creative team is responsible for the We'll Leave the Light On For You Motel 6 campaign that's been successful for decades. But no more, apparently, because Richard Group owner Stan Richards said during a meeting discussing a request by Motel 6 Corporate to come up with a campaign to celebrate black artists that whatever they did would be too black and would turn off the hotel chain's white supremacist customers. <laughs> Where do you go from there, Cliff? That was uh, kind of surprising. Yes. File for unemployment. Fly, yeah. <laughs> Cliff, would you give everyone the... Um, Easy to remember text line number. You mean that easy to remember number that you seem to forget? I seem to, yes. Yes, it's uh, 812-682-0520. It'd be really cool if everyone put that in their uh, contact list on their cell phone as Weed and Cliff. And all they have to do would be to type in, if they want to send a text, Just they just start typing Weed, then the number would come up. 812-682-0520. That works two ways. You can text us. You can call it because it's also the anytime voicemail line. And Cliff. Yes. If you um, decide to use that. Yeah. Please don't send us a text message with the words, my curiosity hairs are standing on end. <laughs> I don't know what those are. I don't think I really want to know where they're located either, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> what part of your body are your curiosity here? I'm just wondering. Do you have any idea, Cliff? Because I don't. Uh, I, 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 I didn't even know these things existed. And yet apparently someone has them. Well, you teased earlier after the 6 o'clock news, yeah. after your last story, that it's going to get even <laughs> worse. Oh, it's going to get worse. And one of our listeners said, Cliff has my curiosity hair standing on end. Uh-huh. I... I think I might have. I'm not even yeah. going to say what I did, Cliff, because it was it was bad. It was real did you bad. Did you cringe? I did cringe. We'll just go with cringe. I just cringed. Oh, okay. So. Weed wildfires in California continue to rage, as we just heard on the Associated Press. But crews there, after months of battling the blazes, are finally starting to gain an upper hand. Like, say, in Madeira County, where the Creek Fire has both people and wildlife looking for places to take refuge. Wednesday, an owl found a safe but unusual place to roost as the flames ravaged his hunting ground below. Inside the cockpit of a helicopter dropping water, while it was in flight and making water drops. The pilot says the bird f flew into an open window at low altitude, took roost on the back of the co-pilot seat, and then watched with that what-the-hell-do-you-think-you're-doing look that owls seem to have. The pilot managed to get one picture of the owl sitting there, but was rather busy considering he made four runs back and forth from the water, si water source to the fire site with the owl sitting there. Then suddenly the owl flew away. A reporter covering the incident was sure to include in the story that the owl was unavailable for comment, although we can imagine how that interview might have gone now, can't we? Reporter. So what do you think of the helicopter pilot saving your home? Who? The pilot. 
Woo! The guy pouring water on the fire trying to put it out. Woo! We have a picture of you sitting next to him. Woo! The pilot. Woo! And so forth and so on. <laughs> For the second time in a row this morning, Cliff, yeah. where do you go from there? <laughs> and don't say who. Don't say that. Boy, are you lucky, Cliff. You weren't here yesterday. You mean at the radio station yes. yesterday? Yes, yes. What, what did I miss? You missed the big meeting we had yesterday. Oh, the, there was a big meeting? And it got heated. Every, it heated. Oh, man. You know, I, I didn't even know such a meeting existed, let alone that it got heated. Yes. Uh, it, it, was kind of, um, it was kind of awkward. I mean, everybody's, you know, setting so far away from each other, and yeah. impressive management was in the office, and... Well, they told us they no longer wanted to hear anyone here discussing the hazardous working conditions, conditions that we're under here. <laughs> and they also so, went on to say, Cliff, the notion yeah. was simply ridiculous that yeah. there are hazardous conditions here. And anyone who thought differently could turn in their COVID detection badges and leave and go home. <laughs> and I'm sitting there stunned. Yeah. I'm like, hold it. We have COVID detection badges. No one told me about that. So you no said one they even were bothered to tell no. you. No, <laughs> I wondered why everybody was going around with those "Hello, my name is" badges on. I that's, thought that was kind of stupid. Are. Yes, apparently. See, and, and I'm not even there, so I'm not even a part of that. It's ironic, though, you know, that they would choose to to battle the the fact that there are hazardous working conditions by just looking the other way. <laughs> Don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Well, Cliff, I don't think I'm uh, talking out of line here with Halloween uh, fast yeah. approaching upon us. It's beginning yeah. to look like it. Uh, well, things aren't going to shape up to be the best fun time for Halloween that it usually has well, been most of our lives. A, we've had a lot of holidays like that this year. Yes, we have. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, Cliff, one of my favorites, yeah. Halloween, it looks like the yeah. same thing's going to happen. Uh, yeah. But there are people that go around the neighborhood, not that I'm hinting or anything, but... Uh, yeah. People are going around throughout the country, Cliff, and they're dropping mm. off you've-been-boozed baskets. <laughs> you've been boozed? Yes. Okay. And it's a little huh. basket they drop at your door, they ring the doorbell, and they take off, and it's got, you know, your Halloween favorites in there, candy and little games that you can play, yeah. and the added treat of, well, booze. And so they put a card <laughs> in there saying you've been boozed. Would that not be awesome, Cliff, to walk out the I, door at Country 98.1 and just see a yeah. line of you've-been-boozed baskets there? <laughs> you know, those could also be dropped off by the front door of the uh, down uh, downstairs here at the Overlook Studio. Preferably. you've-been-boozed. Per preferably between 6 and 10, right, Cliff? You don't want them there at midnight because somebody will take your booze. Well, no, that's true. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's a great yeah. idea, too. Yeah. I mean, boozed. you've been boozed. Make sure you put yeah. the card in there, too, and who it's from. Yeah. Well, real quickly, Cliff, a uh, yeah. answer to the text mess question, question that I received a few minutes ago is, yeah. mm. the answer is yes. <laughs> what was the question? Will you dance for biscuits and gravy? Yes, I will. <laughs> well, if you're following the NFL this year, you probably know what happened to Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott in their game against the Giants Sunday. But just in case you missed it, let me explain. In the third quarter... He took off running on a draw play and caught a toe in the turf when he was tackled. And when the defender's knee came down, well, Prescott basically put his foot on backwards, breaking his leg and turning it sideways. Reports say he was released from the hospital a few days ago after having his bones all put back together like they're supposed to go. 
Two interesting things happened in the wake of that horrific incident. The first was immediate. CBS analyst Tony Romo said on the telecast while the camera was showing the gruesome Prescott leg, you almost hope that's a cramp. Dude, his foot was on backwards. And then, play-by-play dude Jim Nance said, that's one you don't want to see twice, while they were showing the replay for the third time. It didn't take long for social media to weigh in as Cowboy fans unleashed on giant Rashad Jennings, saying he targeted their star quarterback's foot in the tackle. There was, with all of that, as you might expect, just one problem. Jennings played offense, not defense, and he retired four years ago. He just happened to wear the same number then as the defensive player involved in the tackle does today. I remember years ago when Monday Night Football was on and Joe Theismann broke his leg. Oh, oh, yep. And if Mm. you saw that and you heard me say that, you just did what Cliff did. (laughs) It'll put chills right up your spine, won't it? It'll it'll make those um, curiosity hairs stand straight up, Cliff. (laughs) Mercy. (laughs) Well, Cliff, this morning, here we sat at 8.15 and... I don't even know if we'll get anybody to call in for this at 812-386-1250. Well, well uh, what are we doing? Well, we're going to try the punishment song again today. Oh, okay, cool. But That's I good. have, if punishment songs could come in pizza flavors, yeah, I've got the Supreme Big Daddy Pizza punishment <laughs> right now. That's right, the Supreme Big Daddy punishment pizza right here. Okay. I can um, pretty well make you go, ooh, with just one word. <laughs> okay. Sukiyaki. Sukiyaki. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Do you remember that song? I, I don't remember that song. Well, we're looking for someone who's very brave or someone who just doesn't care what everyone else thinks about them, Cliff, as we play <laughs> No Prize, Just Punishment, because this is really bad. Hi, who's this? This is Mike Lutcher. It's one of those guys that don't care what other people think. Well, you <laughs> you are perfect. Well, Mike, have you ever heard this song, Sukiyaki? Uh, I can't say that I have. Well, as Cliff um, mentioned earlier, there's no English in this song whatsoever, so please get this right, okay? <laughs> I'll do the best that I can. All right, Mike. Well, I'm going to let you choose. I'm going to let you choose between um, is it true or did I just make it up? Or you can play Spy the Lie. Or, Mike, maybe you know your pumpkin spice products, and if you uh, know those, maybe you want to select that. Whatever you want. Which one? Let's do the true, or did I just make it up? All right. Do you know anything about Barbie and Ken, the dolls? Not really. I was a G.I. Joe guy. Oh, well, we might be in trouble here. Well, here's your statement, Mike. You tell us Uh if I made this up or if it's absolutely true. Barbie's last name is Roberts, and Ken's last name is Carson. I don't know. We might have to get our chopsticks out. Oh, my. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, just take a guess. you got a 50-50 chance here, basically. Yeah, well, let's say uh, you just made that up. I wish I had. Oh, Damn no. it. But, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what chopsticks I'm thinking. Chopsticks it is. Yes, yes, it is. Well, sukiyaki to you. Well, yes, I'm, I'm thinking people will be calling me that from now on. So, Michael Luttrell well, from they Princeton. They might be calling me something now. Uh, well, That's right. I yep. think so, too. Well, Mike, thanks yep. for playing. I, 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 
don't blame me for playing that. <laughs> That's Michael Luttrell that you need to be I, blaming by text message. I yeah. had no control over that. All he yeah. had to do was be correct, and he would have uh, and saved he, us and he, he could have even guessed. <laughs> and I'm not making it up, Cliff. Yeah. That was a huge hit in 1963. And yes. not, not just in Japan. No. That was number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in 1963. I could just, <laughs> I could just hear somebody that tuned in for the first time. What, what have I got a hold of here? <laughs> well, Cliff. Yes. We got a voice message here. Let's see what oh, we got, okay? Okay, sure. Bill McCracken here. I'd just like to say that the, you guys, Sukiyaki. Okay, it's Sukiyaki. <laughs> <laughs> Sukiyaki. That's the proper name for it, right, Cliff? He called us Sukiyaki. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, Sukiyaki. Oh. And. Remember Dude I skirt. I know. And remember, Cliff, I mentioned if somebody had just tuned in to us. Yeah. And heard that playing. Yeah. Somebody did. Here it is. <laughs> hey, what the hell was that song? I woke up late. I thought it was the song that you're supposed to call in and tell them to shut it off, wondering what the heck's going on down there. You guys, you guys <laughs> got everything together? Yeah, it's Keith. Sorry. We've got everything together, Keith. That uh-huh. was our punishment song. Uh-huh. That's what's going on. Sucky yonky. Can you believe that, Cliff? <laughs> From Phil McCracken? Yes. If, uh, I think yes. I know the answer to this. I wanted to make sure before I uh, brought this okay. up. When, sure. When there's any kind of de- debate on TV, whatever politician it is, whether it's a presidential yeah. debate or Senate mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, uh, they have people that write for them and research for them and uh, kind of go over what they're going to say and the questions that could be well. answered, right? I mean, there there is preparation work. Um, I mean, the, the topic is known in advance, so that the people who support or staffers for the candidate are uh, going over the issues and what possible directions the questioning could go based upon what the the announced topic is. They, uh, at least, I think it would be a good idea for them to the candidates to rehearse to work against uh, someone who's standing in for their opponent. Uh, and, and, and so basically it's a lot of it's planned out. Yeah. I mean, but then, you know, then it's live TV and things happen. Well, the point I was getting at cliff is um, it's just not some guy up there running for Senate or whatever. And, you know, he just doesn't know anything about what's going on. <laughs> You would hope not. And the thing that I don't like about it is it's so confrontational, and I don't like that. It's it's always nasty. And well, I'm not talking about know, recently. I'm talking every time I've ever seen no, a you're, debate. You're it's absolutely, always that way. Yes, you're, and it's not it's not just this time. No, no. It's it's gone on for years, and um, it's not. I don't. We didn't have a debate team in school, so I can't go on that experience of what a debate team was like. Um, but my expectation is it's not anything like that. <laughs> the political debates, basically, there's no there's no judges who determine who the winner was. And so at the end of the debate, both sides say they won, when in reality, we're all losing. And that's why I think, Cliff, for me personally, and, and, yeah. and maybe it's just me, but instead of doing all of the uh, yeah. confrontational stuff and hollering at each other and all that, if the candidates would just get out there at the podium and just have a list of yo mama jokes. 
and, and just trade jabs. Just like that. trade yeah. jabs with the old mama yeah. jokes, and <laughs> and I would decide which one was the funniest, and I would like that guy right there or that lady right there. That's the way I would like to see the debates, Cliff. Mark Harper, Newberg, yeah. Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. Okay. I don't think that'll make it, Cliff. You think it? I don't know. I mean, that's a. I can see some people going no, and I can see some people going, oh yeah, that's an all-time classic song. It doesn't matter who sang it or what genre it was in. Let's let's let it play all the way through. Yeah, I totally get that. It's I, like fifty-fifty for me. I I'm saying no. I'm I'm almost ninety percent sure, but I hope for Mark's sake. Mm-hmm. And for those who love that song, that we make it all yeah. the way through, Cliff. Yes. So we'll find out around 8.40 tomorrow, as I said. Well, we've already got somebody saying, stop it, stop it now. It's, <laughs> we haven't even played we it ha- yet. We haven't even got <laughs> good shape. Well, Cliff, we mentioned the uh, Only You Can Make It Stomp song. Mark Harper yeah. from uh, Newburgh wanted to hear that tomorrow, and that's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, it's Unchained Melody, and right after we mentioned that, Cliff, we got this very sad voice message. Morning, we ain't morning, Cliff. That's my wife's number one requested song. So I'm afraid tomorrow I'd have to do my husbandly duties and... And what? He stopped, Cliff. <laughs> he stopped? He just went, and? <laughs> he didn't finish it? What's his husbandly duty there, Cliff? Do you, would you well, venture to guess? <laughs> I wouldn't want to think about what Ralph's husbandly duties are. But my guess is that if um, someone calls to kill it, he's going to be calling in to keep it playing because it's his wife's all-time favorite song. He sounded kind of sad when he was saying that, though, Cliff. Did you notice like, the... Like he, re- he, really didn't, he really didn't want to perform his husbandly duty. No, he doesn't at all. <laughs> and it's time now for Take It to the Bank, the just-in-time-for-breakfast version. Okay, we'll see because... You know, that department also has equally high standards. I know. See what you think of this one. Okay. Disney World started in 1965, okay? Okay. And until 2001, the employees at Disney World who dressed up as the characters that walk around all over the park, those characters couldn't wear their own underwear underneath the costumes. Okay. They had to wear and share each other's underwear <laughs> until an outbreak of rashes and other things occurred. And finally, yeah. in 2001, <laughs> they thought maybe this sharing isn't the best idea here in Mickey Land. So, all wow. of that you can take to the bank. <laughs> Did that. Make it to the high standards of the just-in-time-for-breakfast? It's, it's pretty close. You you probably could have been more descriptive about when the shift change occurred, what the second shift would have found in the pair of underwear worn by the dude on the first shift. No. No, I'm not going to go there. No. No, no. I'm just saying. I should have went with Tom Hanks' brother. That's what I should have done on this one. I should have went what with if, that. What, do you, what dirt you got on his underwear? There's no, there's no dirt in his underwear that I know of. It's just what his brother Jim does that nobody probably knows about. Okay. I should have went with that. Stupid me. Well, Cliff, was anything said today? Yes, you know, it's been a relatively good day on this program, and all three of the phrases of the day were generated by our wonderful listeners. Oh, 
and have nothing to do with the dirty underwear at Disney World, which you mentioned, or the fact that some dude put his foot on backwards. That's good. Let's start with number three. My curiosity hairs are standing on end. <laughs> you ever find out where those are at? No, and I don't want to know either. I didn't oh, ask. Okay. Hmm. Number, number two. He really didn't want to perform his husbandly duty, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. He called us sucky yucky. Yes, he did. That's not very nice. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.